0: Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon, Tony. There's a huge game in Oakland tonight. Tony Kornheiser, I know I'm going to stay up for the entire first quarter. That's daring. All right. Uh, truth be known, did you like Oracle when you were back in your days of covering the NBA? Did you love it? Did you were you just act? Eh? How do you feel n- about had,
1: Oracle? Honestly, I have no particular sense of it whatsoever. I really, I really don't. I mean, the, the arenas that I remember are pretty much all gone now. But I have, I had a great fondness, you know, for the Forum in L.A. I really did. I spent a lot of time there. Oracle doesn't really register, and I will stay up for at least a half, I promise. At least a half. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Blues win the Cup, Kyrie fires his agent, and Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy join us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the last game ever at Oracle, which tips off in a little more than three hours between Toronto and Golden State. The Warriors kept the series alive by winning Game 5 in Toronto, but now the Warriors must face the reality that Kevin Durant is not walking through that door. Well, but if Toronto loses this, things will get real shaky for Game 7. Yeah. So who has the advantage tonight?
0: Toronto. Toronto has the advantage tonight, Tony, just looking at two basketball teams. I mean, the Warriors, every time I talk to a, a current player in the NBA, a recent former player, Hall of Fame player, they all say the same thing. I mean all, I mean like 90%. They say, look, these people are decimated. And at some point, you're not the same team anymore because you're tired, you don't have the firepower, the tank's on E. And that's what you hear, and I believe them. Because right. they all played the game between five and 20 years of people I've Yeah, been I don't care to. about them. I care about you. Well, I, I don't I, care I, about no, them. I, I actually listen. I try to do some reporting. I know nah, you're beyond nah, that I now. I listen to Just, What do you think? Tony, Tony, I believe what they believe, that Toronto has the advantage. Now, do I think that Toronto is going to absolutely beat... The Warriors, three straight times, sweep them at home at Oracle, sweep them out of the arena. Right. No, I I don't know that I can lay money down on that, tone. So I'm going to give an edge myself personally. I'm going against everything I've heard. Good. And I'm going to say the Warriors tonight extend this thing to game seven. They're going to find the firepower to do it. All right. So I want Golden State to
1: win. I really like that team. I don't want them to win just to get to Game 7. I want them to win because if they were to win this series, given what has happened to them throughout the entirety of the playoffs, they would establish themselves as this would be one of the great championship runs ever No because Kevin Durant played 11 minutes, all, all right? That's right. But I think Toronto is going to win. They are 3-0 and so far at Oracle. None of the games has been single digits. I mean, no. I, you know, I, I just, I I look at them... I think they're going to win. it. The, the question I have is this. When you finally know, when you're Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala and Clay Thompson, and you finally know that Durant cannot save you, he cannot. He can't come in this time or next time or any other right. time.
0: Is right. that good for you or yeah. bad for you? That's what yeah. I don't know. Well, it's certainly reality. You know, the not walking through that door is reality. But I mean, did they so get, get together? Did like th- I, but, those guys get Tony, together and say, we can do this. Yeah, but they have to do it. What? And so the question is, is there enough there physically? We, right. There's a champions will. I agree with you. If they do this, Tony, it's one of the all time feats in NBA history to me. If they get through this postseason, yeah. they got, look, they got through Houston when so many people didn't think without Durant they could get through Houston. And if Crushed they get, Houston. you know, then a, then a conference final and now the finals. Yeah. I, you know, I told you a week ago, and you poo-pooed it. I said to you, "There's so much drama in this. This is just irresistible." All of this series, and you laugh, and now you have no choice. I'm waiting for. I'm, not- I'm sorry, you were right. No, I mean, look, I like to. Wa- I like to watch Golden State. Okay,
1: I've liked to watch them for five or six years, and I like to watch them. I think a lot of them. I just look at this particular game, and I wonder. I see to me, Toronto, they gagged in game five. That's over now. I think it's easier
0: to win on the road. I do. So I think they're gonna win. You sound like that's like sounds like a Stanley Cup mode. We'll get to that in a second. The Warriors and Raptors have to work pretty hard to keep free agency off the top of the NBA marquee, but it doesn't stop Kyrie Irving from trying day after day. The latest drama is Kyrie splitting with his longtime agent Jeff Wexler in the middle of free agent frenzy. And the client, according to some reports, is seriously eyeing Brooklyn. Tony, you like reading tea leaves and parsing every word in these little mysteries? So tell our audience what you read into this. I don't really
1: have any particular read into this that's going to sound different than what I've thought before. It just emphasizes and reinforces to me that Kyrie Irving is unhappy and miserable and that he's looking for someone or something or some place That will change him. I don't, I don't know his business with his former agent, but this is a guy who got him out of Cleveland when he wanted to go and got him to Boston, which is a pretty good landing spot. This is a guy who I think got him that movie, Uncle Drew. I mean, I don't, I don't, I have no idea why they split, although Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN suggested it might be that the agent thought that Kyrie should honor his verbal commitment to re-signing with Boston, but 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 Mike it just it always seems to me that
0: Kyrie Irving is looking around the corner for something better that he's not sure of. You know there's a there's a word that this reminds me of or just brings to mind for me. When a guy just every day has something going on. Busybody. I mean it's just like really every day there's something there's, well, he's narrowed his uh, interest to the Lakers where he might go back and reunite with LeBron and, 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 and New York, which could be Madison square garden or Brooklyn. Then it becomes, you know, mostly Brooklyn. I mean, every day, firing agent changing, you know, seriously, I, I don't, I don't read anything into it. I don't know what it means because Tony, some guys like Kyrie Irving and you don't have to be a trillionaire. You can just be a guy. You could be in any profession, and some people just have to be doing something. And every time he does something, I'm not going to waste time trying to read into it, figuring out his mind. So, look, he'll sign somewhere. He'll sign somewhere for $140 million, I guess, or more. He'll be, you know, unhappy within six weeks of signing that contract. I think so. Who knows? But it is said
1: that he's going to go with Jay-Z's firm, which I believe is Rock Nation. Roc Nation. And if he doesn't want to get in a Beyonce video, then I assume they've got ties to the Nets. And so this is a, a good sign for the Nets. For the Nets. I, but again, I, I think you've come to my side of the street on Kyrie Irving that there's always something he's not happy. He's not happy. Always something, that part for sure. St. Louis Blues proved yet again what a fabulous road team they are. They got two goals in the first period. They got two more in the third. It was 4 nothing, and at that point, it was all but over. Wilbom, well, what are your thoughts on Game 7, what this means
0: to St. Louis and to the NHL? Jordan Bennington is my only thought on Game 7. I mean, the Bruins should have, in my opinion, been up 2-0. Why weren't they? Jordan Bennington. Now, I know people are going to say, well, Tuka Rask didn't do his job. Tuka Rask, to me, in my way of thinking, Tony, and Eddie Olczyk told us yesterday, he didn't think he would give up soft goals or give up three or four. Yeah, he did, but I didn't think any of them were soft. I didn't think there was anything to blame Tuka Rask about. Jordan Bennington was better. Yeah. And in that sport, Tony, one player, that player, yeah. goaltender, can, can disproportionately affect and impact the outcome of any game at any time, any series, at any time against anyone, Jordan Bennington. And by the way, Tony, maybe this will give some fresh life to the NHL whose ratings, the viewership, way up. I would high. attribute that to Boston because I always think the original six, you know, when it's Boston, the Rangers, the Blackhawks, Canadian, Toronto, which it had been for a while for them, and Detroit, it always helps. But, goodness, I think St. Louis really carried some of the freight this time.
1: Just to uh, to amplify that a little bit, the overnight ratings were the highest in hockey since 1974. And they're up. No ratings are up. All ratings aren't up. Nobody's ratings are ever up. And hockey's rating went way up with that. In terms of the game, and I did watch two periods, or a period and a half anyway, the, the goal for St. Louis with 7.9 seconds left yeah, in, the fir- in, the, in the first. That is a terrible Killer. way. They, first of all, Rask is left defenseless at that point. defense is not And his it fault. is a terrible way to go into the locker room if you're Boston. Well, what struck me is, and I saw this last year with Washington, it was so surprising to me. St. Louis, they put people in their indoor arena, they put people in Bush Stadium, there's this yeah. great celebration. Yeah. I know that you agreed with me, we wanted to see St. Louis win because they are they part of the original expansion, and they're the only team from that expansion that's still in the league that had never won. Since well, 1967, Tony, this, one of those this deals is where good. I, when new you know, teams I, I, I bubble I, I up, it's you, good.
0: I told you I can't root for St. Louis teams, but I'm happy for St. Louis now that this has happened. I don't know that I yeah. was rooting for I can't root for St. Louis. That's not in the Chicagoans' DNA. But I am happy for them, the turnout, the support Wonderful. From, from, from that Blues nation, whatever that is. And by is. the way, wow, this wow can, what, what I'm wow, going to say, good for the league.
1: you cannot overstate this. Around the United States of America, outside of Boston, people want Boston to lose now. They're sick of Boston. They got Boston fatigue. They don't care who wins. They just want Boston to lose. And the combination yeah. of Game 7 and
0: Boston made that rating go up. It's okay. great rating. Uh, obviously up 1974 that's like seven years after expansion how about this nfl story tony which is going to include boston the patriots for a change are filing charges against somebody else the champs are alleging that the houston texans played footsie at a ring party with patriots personnel exec and belichick confidant nick casario the report is that the patriots plan on using photos videos and listen to this quote other proof of interactions, spying. Close quote, spying from the ceremony to prove that Texans executive Jack Easterby and Casario spoke that night. The Texans have requested permission multiple times to interview Casario to be their GM, but the Patriots had yet to grant it. Tone, is this important enough to fight formally? Well, I certainly hope that now that Robert Mueller doesn't have to worry about the
1: president that he can get on there so we won't have any <laughs> whitewash of collusion. If I understand this correctly, a guy who used to work for the Patriots was invi- and now works for Houston was invited to the ring ceremony, which I believe was at Robert Kraft's house. At that ceremony, he sidled up to and had some conversation, I guess, with somebody who continues to work for the patriots and then shortly thereafter if not the next day houston fired its gm and and would like to offer the job to this for particular fellow now maybe that's tampering
0: i think it's smart business but maybe that's tampering i don't know what else is a cocktail party good for if you can't yeah. sidle up to somebody and improve your position yeah look i understand this may fit the letter of the law but seriously and i you know and tony People accuse the Patriots of everything, and so finally they look like they got. They can go and say, "I got gotcha. you. We got this." To Roger Goodell, who should just dismiss it. He should just say, "You know what? Seriously, I understand letter of the law. There's also spirit of the law. Yeah. And if this is letter of the law, they should get rid of this. You know, I'm always saying to the NBA, get rid of these stupid tampering rules. They're foolish. They're, they make you look bad, and you're not stopping anybody from doing the business they want to do. And I'll say the same thing to the NFL." Get this gone. Yeah, I mean, just briefly, the the Patriots understand the rules better
1: than anybody understands the rules because they're right at the edge of them all the time. And it may be, Mike, and I think this, they just are looking for the draft pick. If they can get a draft pick, they're going to be great with this. (laughs) Let us take a break. But coming up, without Kevin Durant, where should the Warriors look for extra points tonight? We will ask Mark
0: Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy. We'll also ask them what sort of talk they would give this Raptors team before... They walk out on that floor. By the
1: way, Belichick loses people all the time. The only person that matters is Belichick. He
2: wins. Johnny got a toy golf set when he was three. And from that day on, he was hooked. All he wanted to do was golf, golf, golf. He'd be on the links before school, after school. All he ever wanted was to go pro. And then, one day, when he was holding his grandson and thinking about his 12th handicap, Johnny realized it just might not happen for him. But you know what did happen for him? He switched to GEICO and saved a bunch of money on car insurance. So that was good, and so was hanging out with his grandson.
1: Let's get back into tonight's Game 6 with two men who will be analyzing it for ABC, Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. You've both been coaches. I'm going to ask you on the first question to pretend you're the coach at Golden State right now. You know that Kevin Durant cannot play for you.
2: Is that devastating or is that liberating? It's devastating, too, trying to win a championship. Uh, But they can play without any pressure of expectation. They're going to have to get more production
3: from their front court, though, if they're going to extend it to a Game 7. And to me, it's a clear-cut devastation. You're losing uh, your best player, a guy that's proven the player's best when the lights get brightest. And uh, the offense that he presents, not just for himself but for the supporting cast, is a difference maker, which we saw early on in game five. Speaking of that, Mark, it leads me right into this. Those 11
0: points, I mean, people say, well, it's only 11 points. It's like a third of what he averages sometimes. But it's critical. Where do you guys see the Warriors going for that additional offense tonight?
3: Well, they're not going to make up the offense that Kevin Durant brings to the table because he opens up the floor and it makes it tough for toronto to defend curry thompson and durant now they can isolate on curry and thompson and force somebody else to be a threat on the offensive end it's an easier task uh, for the toronto raptors
2: yeah for me i think it's got to be iguodala he's presented so many
3: opportunities
2: he has the capability to get 15 points i think draymond green as well cousins and i think quinn cook has to make some timely shots he had some open ones in Oracle in games three and four that he wasn't able to convert. Uh, I think he's going to be open. I think he's going to have to knock him down. Can I just say that it doesn't
1: sound like you're particularly optimistic? If you were coaching Golden State, you would not sound particularly
2: optimistic given what has happened to them. Well, I'd be optimistic if I was in the locker room. But since I'm sitting here talking to you guys, I'm a little bit more pessimistic. But I I think, listen, you can sell that there is an ability for them to win this game. They have to win one home game, play one great home game to get it to an ultimate game where we have much more experience in those type of environments. I don't think it's a hard sell. I think it's just hard to win the game because I think Toronto's better and
3: healthier. And I think I would be optimistic knowing I'm in the locker room with champions with championship competitive spirit, heart and desire. And uh, the way you do it is the leading scorers of Curry and Thompson. And then you got to get timely shots by Draymond Green, Andre Godala. Draymond Green's got to go back to the guy that was early in this series and in the Portland series of rebounding and initiating offense. That's their best offense outside of Curry and Thompson in the half court.
0: You guys both mentioned Draymond Green as being one of those players tonight for Golden State who has to help pitch in and, and try and make up for Kevin Durant, Draymond's also one technical away from missing game seven. I mean, as you guys have been perhaps in similar situations before. What do you do before the game? Do you, do you go to him and actually talk about it? Do you not address it? How do you handle this going forward with Draymond?
2: Well, I think Green absolutely understands his predicament. And if he gets suspended from another finals game uh, like he did a couple years ago, it would be unconscionable on his part. I think the referees understand completely his predicament as well. The last thing you'd want an official to do is hit him with an unwarranted technical that would then have to be rescinded. So I think it's it's critical that Green play with emotion and passion, but not leave it to, the, to fate uh, whether an
3: official thinks he crossed the line. I think it's important to have a conversation with him prior to the game, and even yesterday. And it's a one-way conversation, meaning you understand what's at stake here. You're too valuable to this basketball team moving forward and trying to accomplish our goals as championship champion, a championship team this year, and it's important for you to conduct yourself. And don't allow a referee to be in position to hit you with a technical foul. Let's act like pros, and let's take care of our business. I will get you out of here on this. Earlier I asked you to look at a question
1: in terms of being a coach at Golden State. Now pretend you're the coach at Toronto. If you're coaching them, what do you tell them? Before they go out on the floor, what are you telling them in the locker room?
3: Here's what I tell them. It's not our fault that they decided to have game six at Oracle where it would be closing and it'd be the last game for them. Appreciate the fans. Appreciate this incredible fan base. Appreciate the dynasty or the run that this uh, Warrior team has been on. But it's not our fault that it ends with us hoisting the trophy. Now let's go outside and take care of our business. And if I was in there with him, I would have just said, amen. (laughs) Let's
2: go do it. (laughs) Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. See you
1: soon. This is what happens when you have New Yorkers on the show, Will Bond. It's good. You can catch pregame coverage after PTI right here on ESPN, followed by NBA Countdown at 8.30 Eastern on ABC and the game at 9. Let us take one last break, but still to come,
0: could the Patriots have found a replacement for Gronk? Kimball Walker, Tony, don't forget about Kimba. says he might take less to stay in Charlotte. You'd always take less, wouldn't you? No, no.
1: Happy time, people. Happy 29th birthday, James McCann. He's a catcher for the Chicago White Sox. He's in his sixth year in the majors. And nobody outside of Chicago and Detroit has probably ever heard of him. But he's batting 329 this season, which has to warrant some discussion for the All-Star game if he keeps it up. He has a great nickname for a catcher, McCannon, because this guy will throw you out. A research team has not yet determined if he's related to Brian McCann and therefore
0: hates all bat flips. Tony, the White Sox are making some steps, some strides. They could be in it, at least for the wild card in the second half. Happy anniversary, Matt Kane! On this
1: day, seven years ago, Cain threw the first perfect game in Giants history. And this is the franchise that had Christy Mathewson, Carl Hubbell, Juan Marichal, Tim Linsicum, Madison Bumgarner. They never had one. Curiously, though Kane is only 34 years old, he's out of the league now. Didn't pitch last year, Mike. Not
0: pitching this year. That's not good. Tony, all the time in San Francisco this spring, I have not gotten into that ballpark this spring to see a game. That's, That's a bad judgment situation on my part.
1: Happy trails, Chris Paddock. The Padres' rookie sensations being sent to the minors. Why, you ask? To limit his workload. He's already pitched 65 innings. The most he's ever pitched in a season is 90. So he will go to the minors and rest for 10 days. And the Padres, showing how smart they are, will be able to bring a pitcher up and not have to go one pitcher shy on a kind of paddock.
0: Tony, you know what I like best about paddock? He's got those old-fashioned stirrup socks. You know, like from the yeah. 60s and 70s or 50s and 40s, like forever. He's got those. Who else has that? Like I those. love that.
1: No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I do like that. Not to the good old days. Nice job. Let's go to the big finish. Kemba Let's Walker says he would consider taking less than the
0: Supermax to stay in Charlotte. Is that smart? If they can then build a team around it with whatever he might leave on the table. If, if, if that, he's got to want to win to some level. The Patriots got tied in Michael Roberts from the Lions for a seventh round pick. You think he's a Gronk replacement, Tony? Gronk's going to the Hall of Fame. You don't get a guy for a
1: seventh-round pick that replaces somebody Patriots like Patriots might. Doesn't work. Might. Doc Rivers won the Basketball
0: Writers Coach of the Year Award. Is it deserved? Absolutely, Tony. Honors excellence on court and with media. Works with me. I voted for Doc. Newly hired UCLA coach Mick Cronin tells USA Today the criticism of him, quote, I don't give a bleep about that bleep, close quote. You believe that? Now, not even for a second. Not even for one second. Last one. Cubs and Dodgers tonight. You got Lester or Kershaw. The Dodgers have won their previous 17 in a row with Kershaw pitching. I need that streak to reach two in a row now for the Dodgers. Cubs get off to a good start in L.A. Out of time. Trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app for Apple Podcasts. Last trip across the...